What is up, Nerf Herders? Uh, Seth here, and it's my fault that we have, uh, that we missed, like, all of last week. Because we missed, uh, you know what, chaos happened. Chaos happened. I couldn't keep up with it. But we're here, we're back. Hasn't been crazy long. Let's see, how long has it been? Okay, it's it's been more than a week. Alright, my bad. <laughs> my bad. But, we're back, and... I'm actually really excited about today because we're going to jump right into our topic. Josh, you saw Bad Boys 3 and you know what? I'm not even going to spoil it. What would you think of it? Uh, Yeah, it was it was it was terrible. It was so, so bad. And, you know, I feel like I feel like it's worse than I'm even thinking it is, because right now. <laughs> My expectations are so low because I'm watching, I'm just watching everything at home, you know? I mean, and I'm just like, I'm chill, I'm relaxed. Um, I feel like if I had gone to see this in the theater, uh, I would I would be like double furious with it. But I'm already furious with it. Bad Boys is like a fantastic franchise that I have loved. And when they were finally saying that they were coming back for a third one, I was like, yes, and I missed it in the theaters, and I was upset uh, that I didn't get to see it in the theaters, but then I heard that they were releasing it early on digital, and I was game, and I was so excited, and man, was I let down. I was so let down. It's not It's not even funny. So, what's... This, this is actually kind of weird, because Rotten Tomatoes has it sitting at Certified Fresh, but at a 77%, which is very weird. I've never seen them put certified... Mm -hmm. I haven't seen them put certified fresh on something with such a low rating. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, 77 isn't exactly a super low rating, but normally I don't see, like, certified fresh on there unless it's, like, 90... Unless it's, like, plus 90. Um, but it's got a 77 on the tomato meter and an audience score of 96. Yeah, I've... I've you know, I, I'm on a couple Facebook groups that, like, movie talk you know and uh and i some people have religiously defended this movie and um and other people have agreed with me so i'm not like i'm not the only one but there seems to be more people that liked it and i just i just don't understand it man and i'm gonna try not to get into spoilers but i gotta i was so like i was so dumbfounded at how bad this movie was i started taking notes now not like religious notes but if I saw something that like really got under my skin, I started writing it down, and and then I stopped after a while because I was like, I'm not gonna take notes through this whole movie. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open a beer here and uh, discuss oh, this with you for a little bit. So, have you seen the first two movies? Have Have you seen Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two? Yes, I have many times. Oh, okay. So Bad Boys because the they are one, good. You are correct. Yeah, they, they are, are good movies. Bad Boys came out in 95, and it was fantastic. And and uh, it was, you know, it had, it was, it's crazy, because I, I love the history of these movies, too, because, um, you know, uh, the Bad Boys came out, and it was supposed to be a vehicle for Martin Lawrence, because Will Smith was still the new kid on the block. You know, he, he was... Um, he, he wasn't really big into films just yet. He was doing, you know, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He, 
this was supposed to be more centered on Martin Lawrence, and then it turned into the opposite. It turned into be Will Smith's show and you know, and franchise, and with Martin more to the side. But um, Bad Boys was great. They were both young. They were both in their prime. Uh, you know, Will Smith was the rich guy that wanted to be a cop. Martin Lawrence was the non-rich guy, but he was a cop, and he was a good cop. And and they were both detectives, and they both just, you know, they they followed uh, their instincts, and they got the case done. And then Bad Boys 2 comes around, and it's been a minute, and, you know... Uh, uh, Martin Lawrence's character is kind of thinking about retirement and kind of thinking about getting out of the out of the game because he's got a family now and and you know this is this is the life for for uh, Mike uh, you know um, Will Smith's character and he's like no we're gonna stay in it and it's directed again by Michael Bay and the you know the scene they've got more money this time so the the action is crazy and the stunts are crazy and the car chases are crazy and it's ridiculous, but it's it's in the bad boy setting and and Michael Bay shines, and it's one of those films where like you can it's okay you know like yeah. you, you might get tired of some of those things in in a Transformers film or some of other Michael Bay movies, but in the bad boys context it's it's fun and and at least you have these two charismatic charismatic actors who play well off of each other. And, you know, at the end of the day, they might argue, but they get the job done. And even Marcus, uh, you know, Martin Lawrence, even though he sometimes uh, has to buck against Mike and he has to say, hey, we can't do it like this or, hey, maybe we should hold back. When things get crazy, he's he's you know, he reverts back to being a cop, being a detective and, you know, covers his own. And and Bad Boys 2 is fantastic. So that was in mm-hmm. 2003. So 17 years later, we get Bad Boys for Life. And already, people are like, what? Uh, Michael Bay isn't directing this film? That's crazy. I can't believe Michael Bay is not involved in Bad Boys for Life. Michael Bay was involved. In fact, he's in the movie as a throwaway character at a wedding. And I was <laughs> like, what? What? Why is he here? Um... Quick note. Anyway, did, did he did he make cameos what? in the first two? Is he? Oh, is I mean, he, one he of those might directors? have. He he's I've seen him in other films. He might have. I guess I didn't look that up. And and he was fine in his cameo, but I was just like at that point of the film, I'd already missed his directing style for this movie so much that I was more annoyed that he was in there than like, oh, haha, I know that's who he is. And I think a lot of people just a lot of people don't even know what he looks like. So I mean. This was like a couple weeks ago where I saw an article that was like, holy crap, Michael Bay was in the film. And this movie came out, you know, back in January. So people are just now realizing that he was in there. But um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that he was bad in the film. It was just that by that point, I had already missed him so much. And uh, so the film starts off with this prison down in... In somewhere in South America, I don't remember which country, um, and it's a it's a women's prison, and this woman uh, tricks a guard into this area, and they all just stab the guard to death, like violently, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, and they just fuck this guard up, so then these other guards like run in and back everybody off, and the guard is on the floor, and she's bleeding to death because she's got so many holes in her, and they're just like 
We got to get her out of here. They just grab her, carry her the hell out of there, get her on an ambulance, you know, send her off to the hospital. So then the ambulance gets halfway down the road and the guard is not the guard. It's this woman that was trying to escape that, you know, covered herself in blood, you know, put on the clothes of the guard and then kills everybody in the ambulance and gets out of the ambulance and her son and her crew is waiting for her on the road. And you're like, holy shit, this woman is awesome. And I was like, this is awesome. That's a hell of a way to start a movie. <laughs> um, and so this is clearly the bad guy for the film. So then we're uh, so she's like, you know, we're going to we're going to go after uh, the, the men that brought down your father and we're going to, you know, wreck their lives. And and, you know, the two people on the top of this list are Mike and Marcus. And uh, and you're like, oh, shit. OK. So that's like that's like the plot of the movie is that somehow it's well, it's not really Marcus. It's Mike was involved with this woman and her husband. And now she wants revenge and she's using her badass son to go up into America and exact it. And that sounds like a heck of a good movie to me. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, no, you line it up. Then, it sounds like great. Right. Right. And it sets the tone and it was violent and it was shot well. And I was like, ooh, this is. Ooh, I like this, you know. And then it comes to a screeching halt, like like you know, Fast and the Furious screeching halt, and cuts to you know uh, the bad boys, Mike and Marcus, old as fuck and like out of shape and making lame jokes and getting drunk at the bar with a bunch of cops, and they're like, Haha, "What's up, uh, bad boys? We're drunk." We're old as fuck, and they're at some, like, I don't know, some retirement party or something, and they get, you know, the captain's there, and they convince the captain to go out on the sidewalk with him and time him in a 100-meter dash, and they're both just overweight and drunk, and Mike's like, you know, I'm going to beat you, and, and you know, they, they, they do a bet or whatever, and then they both just haul ass down the sidewalk, like old ass men and they look at a shape and they're i mean even mike who's clearly winning is just running like like uh just he's just yeah he's just not doing not doing very well uh and um then this biker comes out of the way and shoots at mike and and uh that's that kicks off the movie is mike will smith gets shot up and i'm like oh damn okay so you know uh, Marcus is normally the guy who doesn't want to get into things, but his partner just got shot up and his partner's in the hospital. So Marcus is going to step up. We're going to see, we're going to see cop Marcus. And does that happen? No, it does not. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And, uh, he just, he just, he just sees this as a sign that they're old and that they need to be out of the game. He doesn't want to be on the, on the task force to hunt down the killer he doesn't want to be involved in the investigation. He wants out. And I'm like, these are the these are the bad boys from the last two movies. You, you, your boy gets shot up, and you don't want to have anything to do with it. You just want out. So that's so that that's the first that's the first part. So then it fast forwards. Mike's a little better. Uh, Marcus's niece uh, or his daughter is getting married. They're at the wedding. And uh, hold up, man. Hold up. Are you are you catching all those all those notifications? Can you hear that? I am not hearing on notifications, your end? no. 
You're not hearing any notifications? Okay. I, my computer's blowing up for some reason, and I just didn't want it coming on your end. It's like, people have found out that you didn't like bad boys, and the brigade is now here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I, guess. I, feel like, I feel like we probably shouldn't go too terrible much farther as far as the details go. Oh, no, I'm um, not, I'm not, I'm not, I promise. Because we are kind of jumping into spoiler territory, though. Oh, no, this is this is the first 10 minutes of the film. Trust me, I, this sure. is, I, I, I'm not getting in, uh, the rest is just technical stuff. But basically, Mike wants to be back on the case, Martin doesn't want to, and that's the majority of the rest of the movie, is Mike trying to find the people that shot him up, and his own partner doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And so, the rest of the movie is that, is... Mike just dragging Marcus along. Let's go check this out. And then there's a little bit of action. And the action is definitely filmed different than how Michael Bay would have done it. It's like fast forward motion. So like instead of playing it in real time to make the bad guy look cooler, they speed it up. And it just looks like That's... somebody hit the fast forward button. That's and it's like weird. Why would you do that, man? Just there's way even if your actor isn't like a good choreography fighter type guy, there's still ways to shoot it to where it looks good. But they just like for some reason they just had to they they like to speed it up. And then the same way when you're seeing when you're seeing uh you know Will Smith running after a bad guy, they speed it up to make him look faster than he is. And then they do weird camera angles where they put in a body double who's clearly 20 years younger and 50 pounds lighter than he is, and it doesn't look like him at all. And every time that you see somebody go flying or somebody go off a balcony or somebody you know tackle somebody to the floor, it's clearly not Will Smith or Martin Lawrence. And do we expect every person to be Tom Cruise? Absolutely not. But if you're going to get somebody to be the body double, at least don't shoot it so that it's clearly not them. I mean, these same two characters started the movie barely able to jog down the block. And then 20 <laughs> minutes later, they're, apparently they're diving out third-story windows and landing on rooftops. And they're just fine. And they're sprinting faster than this dude that's clearly 30 years younger than them. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. The fight scenes all look bad. Um, you know, more people die. They just start killing off people left and right. And it takes to like the last 20 minutes to get Mar Lawrence to come back. But even when he comes back, it's like the hardest thing to convince me that this guy used to be a cop. Because he's scared the entire movie. He's, he's freaking out the entire movie. He barely knows how to shoot a gun the entire movie. He has no sense of what's going on or where the bad guys are. <laughs> He's just crying and bitching the entire movie. And it's like it's like every other cop movie where you see like a normal guy and then a secret agent and that normal guy gets pulled into it. You know, you that, that that plot's been done a billion times in the last 5 years. That's the plot of this movie except Marcus was a cop and we saw him be a competent cop for two other movies, but but he's not in this one, uh, and it's just it's just it's just that times eleven, 
And then other little things where like a car can't be driving down the street for five feet without swerving to make it look like they're going fast. But then when it zooms out, you can tell that they're going like 15 miles an hour for filming reasons. And it's just like, oh, we're going to swerve again. We're going to drift and make it look like we're Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, but we're really only driving like 15 miles an hour and we're shooting it terribly and it looks bad. And the whole movie was just bad. And then it sets it up for a fourth film. And I swear I got the massive headache from rolling my eyes so far back in my head uh, <laughs> that I had to I had to take some aspirin. So uh, I was extremely disappointed in this film. And I wish we could go into spoilers, but we won't. But it was it was so bad, man. So disappointing. I. So it really kind of crushes me that like it was when, when i first heard that the movie was coming out i was just like why why mm-hmm. like it, and it was and it's again like we've gone over this over and over and over that the the creativity in hollywood is dropping down so bad that they're like oh, all right we can't do a new original ip we've got to we've got to reboot or kick a sequel out from a long time ago and i mean it I mean, we're dating ourselves by by stating how old the second movie was coming out in like two thousand three, but um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like that's there's no point. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I am even kind of on the fence with uh, Ghostbusters coming out, but they're they're doing something different there to where, like, yes, if they want to continue that on as a franchise. They've got a good bit of it because they are not relying on any of the older characters. They're relying on the story, like that that same universe, which is kind of what I was hoping Star Wars was going to do when they did their reboots because there's such a huge universe in there, but they didn't. And honestly, I feel like that was probably part of the weaknesses of the movie. But now we're, we're running into the same thing here, only it seems like they completely ignored all of the past stuff that they went through. I mean, Marcus was never really like 100% on board with the stuff that they were doing, he was always kind of like, why are we doing this? This is unsafe. I can't believe, no, stop it. Like, and yeah, but he to, for did comedic shoot effect. some dudes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the I, final kill, ever to the, you, you never doubted, you never doubted that he had some copability, you know, yeah. like he might, he might not have been as crazy as Mike, but when shit hit the fan, he was at least competent. And in this yeah. film, it was you couldn't believe that this dude used to be a cop like it was just like it was like it didn't exist are they still and, narcotic cops or are they are they like some different division or something like cuz that was always kind of their thing the are. first two i don't think like cuz it starts off with him getting shot it doesn't show them what they're doing now it just starts off with them at a bar for a cop party you have no idea and and i mean again marcus the whole movie is just talking about retiring and it takes like five people to get killed for to bring him back and you you would think the the one thing that would set him off would be his own partner almost getting assassinated but that even doesn't do it that i I think like that would have been like the first thing that i would expect to have him be like all right no it just got real because i mean it's I mean, yeah, his sister got kidnapped in the second one. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he was like, "All right, yeah, I'm, I'm lit the hell up now." Like that's, but she was still alive, and she was also like a cop who could handle herself to a certain degree. 
Right. Speaking I, I, of which, she makes no appearance in the film. There's like one line that references her, but basically Mike dumped her ass and didn't want to be a part of her life anymore. And I guess she has a TV show that's a part of this universe called LA's Finest that came out last year. Never seen it, but yeah, funnily <laughs> they did not enough, bring her back for this film. <laughs> funny enough, that's actually on the Spectrum. That's exclusive to the Spectrum Network, which is the cable company that um, I work for. I yeah, guess, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it's leading into. I probably like I didn't know, but like yeah, uh, whenever I would log in uh, for my employee work, uh, and that show was starting to come out, like we'd see the ad for it like all the time. I'm like, I live out of footprint. I can't watch it. I don't care. <laughs> what well, I, I find it, it really got... funny that Marcus is like completely incompetent with a firearm because like he was the guy who like finished off the second movie villain. Yeah, with like a yeah. headshot from like twenty yards. Which yeah, after like after a fucking tactical roll, it might even been farther than twenty. I don't know, but like it wasn't super close. But yeah, it was like pretty damn good shot. Got him like right in the fucking right between the eyes of the forehead. Right, there was I always mean, a point. Seventeen years, sure. I, I would imagine there'd be some like sure rustiness, sure. but not if he was still a cop every single day. I mean they. I'm sure they are required to get range time of some kind. Right. And, and I mean, there was always a point in those other two movies where, okay, he, he came back. He came back and proved that he was worth something. There wasn't a single point in this movie that that happens. He is a bitch to the end. And it's just like, the <laughs> fuck? Why? why? Why are you even in this film? You know? I mean, I heard, I, I heard for years that it was really... You know, besides the fact that, you know, uh, people just kept on jumping back and forth out of this movie as far as, like, directors and everything and writers, like, just it just kept on being dropped for years. But I heard that, um, you know, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence himself was an obstacle in whether or not he was actually coming back for this film. And it's just like, man, if you didn't want to be a part of it, just don't be a part of it, man, because it's clear that, like, it, I mean... It's they didn't even write around it. They, it was just part of it. Though he was just not. He wasn't there. He wasn't there, and it and it and was it was disappointing because I liked him in previous movies, you know. Yeah. And I and his these dudes are, his ecstasy trip in the second movie is still like one of the funniest sequences I've seen. Yes. Yes. It's 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 so good. So, and and, and that's, that's what I and miss that's about. Where those those movies, yeah, they were Michael Bay films, but they were so over the top and they were so fun that this movie, like, I could, like, it was clear the guy wasn't following in those footsteps and, you know, he wanted it to be more grounded, but instead of, you know, coming off with, like, a gritty finished project, he came off with uh, just, like, just this dumb dumb plot that i thought was going to be really cool but then the best parts of it you don't even see i mean it hints at this it hints at this other life that mike had with this cartel way back in the day and you're like oh snap this is a story we've never heard before do we get to see it nope do we get it like a (laughs) flashback nope they literally talk about it in in a two-minute exposition scene so that you understand what's going on. But that is it. 
And you're just like, the most interesting part of this movie was that two minutes. And that's all you get. And, you know, and, and then there's this just whole, there's a, you know, there's a family dynamic and family on different sides. And you're just like, what? And, I mean, it was it was just so sad. And then it was kind of weird that Will Smith was so out of shape for this movie, too, because he was just in that other movie. Uh, yeah, what was that movie Gemini he came Man. out with? Gemini, Gemini Man. Man. And he wasn't, he wasn't out of shape in that movie. And it was just, I hope it not. Was like, he had to do a lot in that. Yeah, and he looked competent. I mean, I didn't care for that movie, but there were some good action scenes in that movie, and he looked good. And you know, he was he was you know he was acting well in that, and you know, he, he brought it out for the action scenes. This like, there were there were so many times in this movie they didn't even show the fight scenes. Like it literally be, Will Smith goes into a building. Martin Lawrence bitches on the sidewalk for a while and then you see Will Smith and the main bad guy go flying out a window and fight on a rooftop out of frame while Martin continues to bitch and it's a comedy like you're just you're supposed to be laughing with Martin while Will Smith is up there fighting and the whole time you're like go to the fighting I want to see the fighting and they're like no <laughs> so, uh, that's one of the biggest problems with, with action films these days is that there's, like, to cover up, like, I think, I, I remember watching a YouTube, I can't remember who, it was one of the film critic guys, I can't remember who talked about it, but they were, uh, they were talking about how it seems like, like, shaky cam and quick cuts or just, mm-hmm. like, or just, like, lazy camera work. Right, zooming uh, in so close you can't tell to, what's going on. Yeah, stuff like that. Basically, yeah. stuff like that being used to cover up poor stunt work or poor coordination or something like that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is just becoming more and more of an issue. And and you see it honestly, like even even some of the uh, even some of the Marvel films, like they're cutting through like way too much. I think the only I think I think the uh, fight, the first real fight between um, between Bucky and Steve Rogers in uh, the winter soldier like that was a really good example of them doing it right because like, oh yeah i mean yeah. they co- they practiced that for a long time but it didn't look too terribly practiced like right. it, like it looked like they went through a lot of effort in it they didn't do crazy amounts of quick cuts you kind of you got to see that intensity there mm-hmm. um but like you tune to like god there's countless action movies out there now to where it's just like the taken movies are were like recently some of the worst ones that I oh, saw yeah. about it. It was well, it was just isn't it was there a cinema sins that breaks down how many cuts there is of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence or something like that and taking oh, three God. like probably it's so bad. There's <laughs> <laughs> like seventeen <laughs> cuts of him jumping over a fence. <laughs> it was like at that point you got to give him like two sins a piece. At that point, like shit. Right. I mean, the, like uh, I understand that not every fight scene can be the raid two where they just pan out sure. and you see the most awesome, you know, one-on-one choreographed fight in your life. I understand we can't expect that from everything, but it was like they didn't even believe that this guy could film a shitty one. So most of the fight scenes are off camera, and you're just like, okay, all right, um, I guess I'll act like I'm excited and and, and, and hope that Mike's doing well in this fight. <laughs> we'll just hang out here with Martin, because cause fun. I, 
I think the the most recent film that I've watched, and this actually kind of ties into the other topic that you wanted to jump in on, because um, I rewatched Creed, and uh, oh, right. the boxing scenes, uh, like the, like the first boxing match, right off the bat, like kind of caught me off guard the first time I saw it. But, like, I really appreciated it this time around because I was sitting there watching it. It's like, it's all one shot. And I'm just yeah, like... the first... I mean, group, I know it's yeah. a short match, but still, like... Like, that one was, like... It was, like, really well done. It's like, why can't we get action scenes like that? It's like, yes, put the work in. I'm not saying that you have to do one shot, but they put in no. a lot of effort for that. And, yes, it's a boxing match. It's not exactly super high action, super quick stuff, but still. Like, come on. Well, it's gotta you be, look at it's, it's got to be not the hardest thing in the world to pull off. Yeah, and and those scenes were a breath of fresh air too, because I mean, everybody loves Rocky. Rocky, the franchise is is an amazing boxing franchise, and no matter how much you love those films, even the first couple, which were just written so extremely well and deserve all the praise they can get, if you watch those films, the, probably the weakest point about those films were how fake the boxing looked. You know, it had the really old hit uh, sound effect. You had, you had, you know, the, the, the head going back before the glove even hit it. And then you also just, you just had the main character. Granted, that was kind of his strategy, but you had the main character just hands down the whole fight, getting punched in the face for 15 rounds and yet somehow winning. Like, everybody, it's, it's a laughable thing and yet everybody loves those films. But when Creed came around, they they you know those those hits looked like hits, and yeah. and the boxing looked like boxing. And then when Creed two came around, and you had that beast of Ivan Drago's son hitting people, you felt the weight of those punches because it was filmed so well, you know, and it wasn't just a louder sound effect; it was filmed well. And that's why those movies are so great is because of the drama, sure, and the writing, sure. But when it came to the fighting, you felt like you were right in there because the, the camera work was just that bombastically awesome. Well, um, real quick, I want to take a, a fast little five-minute break. And then when we come back, uh, I want to st- talk about the sports movies that we've been watching because Disney Plus brought back one of my favorites. And I'm sure there's been a few more. I, I Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch... Uh, the couple that you recommended to me, not just yet, but um, yeah. I How jump dare into you that. be busy? How I dare you? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's take a quick fiver and I will be right back. Do not stop recording. What's up, Nerf Herders? I just wanted to take a quick second while we're on this short, short, short little break and remind you guys that you can find us on pretty much every social media platform you can find us on facebook at nerf herders assemble you can find us on twitter at nerf herders crew that one is all one word and uh we're a little bit new on twitter so we haven't quite kicked things off there just yet but you can also find us on youtube where we will be posting more trailer reactions as soon as there are trailers to actually watch and we'll be coming out with some solo video content here as soon as uh as soon as things lighten up a little bit and our schedules open up some more but uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can join in on the conversation there. Uh, you can ask questions or you can suggest uh, stuff that we talk about in further episodes. So uh, head on over to social media and join in on the conversation. And thanks for listening, guys. Back to the show. Oh, my God. It's getting, like, super hot in here. Give me a second. I got to turn on the fan. 
<clears throat> hey, there is one Disney Plus uh, story that we could talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, that's not sports related though, but it's um, Artemis Fowl. Um, they is the first big movie um, that a studio is putting directly to streaming, and and um, they're doing that. They're doing it directly uh, to to nice. Disney Plus. They're not even doing it to um, digital like Premiere or anything like under uh, uh, behind a paywall or something. It's direct, which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Wasn't Lady in the, Wasn't Lady in the Tramp the same way? No, that was never supposed to be in the theater. Ah. Um, they 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 always planned that to be uh, there. They they didn't have a campaign for that to be in the theater. Um, it was just, yeah, they uh, they just wanted it to be on on streaming, which you know I don't think anybody any of us were shocked by that. But um, Artemis Fowl, they had planned. They had planned. They've spent money. Um, it was just that like nobody, nobody, uh, thought it looked good. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. The new, uh, the new straight to DVD, <laughs> right. only, only worse because nobody has to pay for it. Right. And I can't imagine how much money they're going to lose, but I guess they're under the impression that, um, they were going to lose a lot of money anyway. They were just... They, you know, they the the numbers weren't running well, and uh, so they just decided to to put it straight to Disney Plus. Well, I was gonna give us an intro coming back in, but you know what? That just kind of worked. <laughs> we are. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're back, everybody. We're, I'm just gonna say we're back. I'm like I only have to cut out <laughs> a little bit of dead air, and that's it. It works out great. We're not yeah. a fine and we're not a refined, polished podcast yet. Okay, we're just <laughs> we're we're just we're just going for it, and things are chaotic right now, so you'll have to excuse a little bit of messiness. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but no, we were going to talk about sports movies, and uh, I'm going to get mine out of the way really quick because I only had a few, and they're classics, and I feel like we're going to line up on them pretty easily, because when uh when I first signed up for Disney Plus. Like immediately, um, the first thing I watched was uh, was actually Remember the Titans, uh, because Cece hadn't gotten home yet, and we were gonna watch The Mandalorian together, and I wasn't gonna dick motor and watch it and then watch it again with her and not tell her, because that's a douchebag move. Don't do that, people. That's like cheating. Um. So yeah, I had hey, I had to kill some time dra- before I could watch Mandalorian. If they're dragging their feet, sometimes you got to make a move. Some, so, sometimes yeah. yes, sometimes yes. <laughs> I'm the one normally dragging my feet though, so she's she's normally on the ball pretty well. But I had some time to kill before the Mandalorian, and Remember the Titans was on there, and Remember the Titans is just a good movie, like just a good solid movie, like good like rousing sports speech like those sports movies are always good for something like that most of the time anyway but yeah so i ended up watching remember the titans once and then one more time just having it on in the background in the course of a few hours while mm-hmm. i worked on like video editing or something can't remember what i was doing but um yeah remember the titans was was a great film and 
I don't really have to go into much detail on that. Everybody's seen that movie. I hope. I think it's a great one. Denzel Washington was kind of at the peak of his career at that point, I think, or entering the peak of his career at that point because he started like really putting out some bangers after that movie. Um, and then uh, the Mighty Duck movie is getting thrown up on there. Like I remember them being better than they are now when I watched them as an adult because like I know how hockey works now. Like As a kid, I didn't know how hockey worked but then i watch it and there's like <laughs> the amount of the amount of time that everybody has to do everything the sheer lack of chaos it's like it's impossible to make like a movie where there's character direction and stuff like that going on on the ice during a game but that movie just made it seem ridiculous <laughs> like it was like oh don't worry there's this shot here don't have any opposing players around these characters while they have their moment even though they have the puck and the game's still in play it's the flying V. You yeah. watch your mouth when you talk about my mighty ducks. My mighty, <laughs> hey, mighty ducks. Joshua Jackson and and Emilio Estevez. Oh my I gosh! I still that watched movie it. Was great. Those. I that, still that, that watched it with enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I still watched mm-hmm. it with enjoyment. The you second one. The second one, not quite as good. Well, of course not. It's the sequel. Okay. But it brought in. It brought in the the uh, some new characters, and uh, wasn't uh, wasn't what's his name from SNL in in those Keenan Thompson? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> He's in the second and the third one. Oh yeah, yeah. That had a that had a hell of a cast, man. Those films and then, were great. Uh, Fulton, the character who plays Fulton, he's uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's actually Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil series on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've which always was, loved which him. Which pretty cool. And he's and great. Before, like, he's, he was in the butterfly effect, and and uh, he yeah, they, he was great. Jesse Smollett was in those movies, which is interesting. Um, really? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Juicy Smollett. He was in the, ori- he was in the original. Um, uh, the girl, Margaret Moreau. Oh, my gosh, I had a huge crush on her. Connie. She was, yeah, I had a I huge think, crush on her as a kid. <laughs> I think we all did. She was uh, awesome. She was, and Lane Smith as as the opposing coach. Um, who did he coach in the first one? Um, uh, whatever his team was, the black and white team. He was just a badass. He was like, he was a perfect villain. Um, I loved him so, I think he, it was the Hawks or something like that. Uh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, I, think so. I loved him as the villain. He was a great coach, and especially that opening scene when, when you know, uh, young Emilio Estevez disappoints his coach, and you just feel for that kid. You're like, oh, he's that coach is so mean. Oh, I love those films. Those films are great. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. No, 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 no. You're good. That's that's what we're wanting. Like the uh, Tim. Those movies are in are like solidified in my childhood because I did watch them so many times, and that was kind of the coolest part about Disney Plus coming out is I kind of got to relive all that stuff. And I couldn't be mm-hmm. an athlete as a kid because I'm an asthmatic and I can barely breathe when I'm not running or doing anything physically vigorous. Um, so yeah, like it was those those movies were a big part of growing up. Uh, Rookie of the Year was another one that ended up on Disney Plus. Oh, which yes. great. Like I can watch that one now and still and still laugh. Like it's like the manager can't ever get the main character's name right. 
funky butt loving <laughs> is always the funniest line in that is always a funny line in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this was also kind of before Gary Busey was like batshit crazy. He was still a little weird, but like this is also, I think the first time I ever saw him play a character who wasn't nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he played a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, and then the, the guy from home alone, Playing, who never uh, plays a normal guy coach. continued to not play a normal guy and that Oh, movie. but he did it so well. <laughs> I know. He did it so well. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> he did such a good this, job with it. What was the what was the baseball movie with um uh two and a half men dude in it? Um you know who I'm talking about? Uh Tiger Blood dude. Um who's oh, the who's the um, Oh, it's on the tip of my uh, tongue. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. He had those baseball movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. They were Major League. Major League and Major, Major League, League 2. Yeah. So those were... those okay. were the rock, Rookie of the Year felt like the kids' version of that to me, and I loved it. Because I could watch Major League when it was on TV, because um, I'm pretty sure Major League was rated R. Um, yeah, it was. And I could watch the, the TV version but like every once in a while, when we were at the like Blockbuster, I would be like, "Oh, I love this movie. Let's rent this." And my parents would be like, "No, <laughs> you can't watch the uncut version of that movie." Uh, Not gonna so, happen, kid. Right. So, Rookie of the Year. When I saw it, I saw it uh, with the context of TV Major League, and I always thought that Rookie of the Year was like in the same in the same you know ballpark. Uh, no pun intended. It's Major League, and so. I thought that they, the humor was kind of similar, in, except this one involved the kid, and and I just I always loved it. That that's the one where he, like his arm is got broke or whatever, and he has a massive snap on it. Is that it? That's the well, one, right? Yeah, he breaks his arm, and I guess his tendons heal too tight, which isn't a thing. But <laughs> right, right. But but yeah, and and for some reason the motion for throwing is like is like crazy, and he's like. And he's like mm-hmm. a, a little league baseball player already for his mm-hmm. school. Probably probably not little league. Like he's probably like junior high or like early high school. Um, but he was an outfielder and he was like embarrassed and like, and then just all of a sudden like, he throws like a stray, foul ball from like the Cubs. This is also yeah. back when the Cubs like really sucked. Yeah, this yeah. Before the Cubs ended up winning the Super, <laughs> ended up winning the World Series. Right, they need to be bashed for a few decades on in movies before they can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to... but like the the overlooked character was uh, John Candy as the baseball announcer was, like I love John Candy. Oh right, yeah. Like John Candy was a great actor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so that was always, and so that was always a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun just movie. a just a good, a good yeah, just a solid film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, beyond that, I think Sandlot's on there too. Which Sandlot, easy win. I, sure. I, I could, oh, I can always watch Sandlot, and I'm never gonna be upset with it. Sure. Just the first one, though. There's a lot of Just really good one. baseball movies. Really good, like family baseball movies. In fact, there's a lot of baseball movies. Period. There's like kids baseball movies. There's like PG-13 baseball movies with like uh, Keanu Reeves that were good. And then there's the R-rated baseball movies. There's a ton of base. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's like so many. So, in fact, I think America's is Kevin Costner in pastime man. He's in multiple baseball movies. Kevin Costner is. (laughs) 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 
when you're an actor and you're in more than one of the same sport movie, you know, <laughs> and it's not a sequel because he was in like The Natural and he was in uh, Fields of Dreams. Fields of Dreams. I'm pretty sure he was in another one, too. There's so many of them, <laughs> but it's a, so, I like baseball movies. I, 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 I'll watch baseball like every once, like if the College World Series is in town, uh, which it won't be this year and I'm sad. I'll go like to a game just for the hell of it. But otherwise, I don't really watch baseball because uh, uh, I mean it's just kind of it's not boring. It just it's just not that. If I'm not there in person, I just really couldn't give a shit. But I love baseball movies, and there's so many good ones. And you named a couple so, good ones. One, two. Uh... Wow. You... Okay. There's not as many Disney ones right off the bat that I saw. They at least seemed like they broke it up pretty well. Well, yeah, because um, that was back in the day where Disney didn't own every film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean like, you didn't get a Disney film every month changed. back then. Things have changed. Right, right, right. Um, um, yeah, not really any others in, uh, in, the, in the section for Disney Plus that really stick out to me right away. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. remember watching The Rookie, but I don't remember much of it. Mm-hmm. Does Flubber count as a sports movie? Because it was, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, he saved a basketball game. Yeah, I remember. Um, is uh, what's is is Hoosiers on Disney Plus? Was that a Disney film? I don't think so. Mm, that was a good old basketball film. We didn't get to actually yeah, discuss. No, uh, remember the Titans, but that came out when I was in school, and every single band trip we watched that movie, and that was just a film like. Whether you were singing to the music, or you were digging the the uh, the um, you know the the uh, I was about to say fight scenes, the game scenes, uh, the choreography was great in that. The the relate it was it was just an all around good film, and it was a it was a racial um, politics film that was really good and really handled well, and it wasn't like it wasn't preaching like a lot of these films are. They are just. It's just like they don't know how to write well. It was just, it was covered. It was covered really well. And you had strong characters and you had strong biases. And it was just a really great movie. I love that film so much. And I love yeah. the, uh, who is the side coach in that film? The one that that um, Denzel. His name's, Coach replaced. Yost is his character's name, but I can't remember. Well, the guy that plays Yost. Coach Yost. Uh, that's right. Because you had Denzel Washington going, Yost! Yost! Like, screaming at him. Um, Will Patton. Uh, no, that was a dude from the crowd, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you put my boy back in, Yost! Uh, that's right. Will Patton plays him. And I've always liked Will Patton. I don't know very many other films that he's been in other than, like, the Gone in 60 Seconds remake. But he uh, is a Armageddon. Great... <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was in Armageddon. That's right. Yeah, he played Chick in Armageddon. Yeah. Um, he that movie that movie covered a lot, and he actually has, I think, the best speech, like the best like rousing speech in the movie. Yeah, is the yeah. it's it's kind of in the middle. It's not like the ending one where they're trying to push for it, but yeah, just right. I don't want them to gain another yard. Like he's just oh, yeah. another he's yard. The <laughs> they cross he that was... line of scrimmage. I'm gonna take every last one of you out. That was when. Uh, he convinced Denzel to, to let him be offense, right? No, defense. Because uh, they were... No, that was the... Uh, that wasn't, they had the a, wasn't the scene like when he they was, switched? He was, no. 
Uh, no, this was he actually booted Petey from the game at that on that one. Oh, that's right, that's like, right. Because because he was pissed off at him, but no, like he was up for Hall of Fame, uh, like he like he had been announced that he was a a nominee for it. Right. And they didn't want a black coach winning a game with it. Oh, that's right. They wanted him to throw the game and then he'd be in the well, Hall of Fame. Well, and they rigged it again and they like rigged it against him too. Like they'd yeah. paid the refs to like call him on a bunch of crap. And he called that one I just ref watched out. this movie not terribly long ago, so it's still oh, fresh, it's in, my fresh mind. in your head right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right in there. That's a great movie. But yeah. And I, lo- I love Will Patton. He's actually I don't know if he acts a lot anymore, but he he does uh he does audiobooks now, and he does a lot of Stephen King books, and I love his voice. Listening to his voice, reading a book, he's fantastic at it, and he does other voices really well, too. And that's just yeah. like a, it's kind of a cool thing. Like, I, I just was listening to a book the other day, and I'm like, I recognize that voice, and yep, that's Coach Yost. But uh, that mo- I'm just looking at the cast of that movie now. That had Ryan Gosling in it when he was super young. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh that had oh. um had ryan hurst in it what about will, will Patton? Patton was in swamp thing this most recent uh dc series oh god see i need to watch that show man we keep me on me too we keep on finding we... our way coming back to talk about swamp thing <laughs> we we do like one way or another <laughs> it's like the it's like the six degrees of swamp thing uh but uh yeah ryan hurst was in that and i've always loved ryan hurst he was in um Sons of Anarchy. He was a badass in Sons of Anarchy. And um, yeah, Wood Harris. Wood Harris was in that before he was in The Wire. And I remember the first time I saw The Wire, and I'm like, that's the dude from Remember the Titans. And he is such a different character in The Wire. <laughs> but I love that. I love Remember the Titans, man. I have so many memories of watching that film. That was That's not yeah, my Wood favorite Harris football is... movie, but that's a good movie. It's like Wood Harris is also the trainer in Creed that turns down he is he is now you said you saw creed have you seen creed 2 not yet no oh my god i i rewatched i I rewatched creed 1 to i rewatched creed 1 to try and like get into like get it back into fresh in my mind well wood harris i like him a lot and he is in creed 2 and he's got a bigger role in creed 2 and uh you need to if you've just recently watched creed you need to watch creed 2 because hold my god uh, we just watched those movies back to back because I've been my friend Allie. Over the last couple of years, we've been getting her to watch Rocky films, and so we had a Creed double header about a month and a half ago before everything, you know, Corona kicked off. And uh, seeing those movies back to back was stellar. They're such Let's good see, movies. Creed two available for streaming anywhere? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think they bought it on be a, Apple or something. There's got to be a website to. Oh no, I can watch it right now because it's included in Prime. So oh, there that you might go. Be something I do here soon. Knock that out. Not right now though, because I got to tell you my favorite sport. No, yeah, no. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, I did buy by sport. So the first one you talked about was football. My favorite football movie of all time is Friday Night Lights, and uh, apparently they're making a remake of it, which I'm absolutely uh, dreading. But Friday Night Lights. I was gonna say that's that's shaky. Yeah, with Billy Bob Thornton, that movie was was so good. First of all, it was the first, and you know maybe it was just because I hadn't watched a lot of sports movies in my life. But spoiler alert: this was the first 
sports movie that I watched as a young person where the the team didn't win at the end. They lost. And it was heartbreaking. And it was it was a drama around this around this town in Texas that literally just obsessed with football. I mean, you were raised football since you were a kid and high school football was like Super Bowl, you know, and you either lived, breathed and died football as a high schooler or you didn't. And Billy Bob Thornton gets brought onto this team and you know, there's a lot of people that that don't know if they like it and just just like remember the Titans, he's shaken up what people thought were the stars of the team and uh and you know he's making calls that not everybody's agreeing with and he's putting his faith in people that not everybody's agreeing with and then half of these kids have parents that have rings like super bowl rings but for high school when they won the championship and they're expecting their kids to be that level and they don't by the way <laughs> what douchiest thing that you can do in the world is wear a ring class ring or a sports ring from your high school years <laughs> douchiest thing that you can do yeah calling you out tim mcgraw you drunk son of a bitch uh he was a douche in that movie and he wore that ring and he was like he was like you want this ring and and he just oh he was a dick to his son who was garrett hudlin in that film you have you seen this film did i just spoil the end of it for you when i told you they didn't win no 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 no. i've seen it okay it's a great film i have not seen it's been the a while TV but show. i've seen it so I've not seen the TV show. The TV show looked like it was Love It Dovey, Hallmark Channel bullshit, um, and I, I've never seen it. But the movie was hard, and I loved it. And it starred it starred Lucas Black from Fast and the Furious, uh, Tokyo Drift, and he was actually good in the movie. I know everybody likes to clown on him in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift movie, but he was great in this movie. And uh, had a lot of other kids in it, um, and it was I love that movie to death. So that's my favorite football movie. Do you have any comments on 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 that movie that you? Remember? Well, it's just like that movie like set up so many like set up so many pop culture references for like the next decade and more and and more. Mm-hmm. Like you still see you still see shades of it and all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Like not another teen movie clowned on it so hard. Yes, but, they did. that's why i love that movie yeah it's just but yeah like a tv show spawned off of it and apparently the tv show's like really good too but i didn't i don't know i'm not saying it's not good kind of got the same no i kind of got the same feeling it off of it that you did though it's just like this seems just kind of like a little too like it looked lovey-dovey sappy it looked yeah it looked like a soft sappy version when the movie was so abrasive and and I was like, I don't want to. That's like two tonally different things, you know. <laughs> like, I don't want that version of this movie. <laughs> and then, oh, and I forgot to mention one of my favorite parts about the movie is the soundtrack. The soundtrack um, was by this indie band called Explosions in the Sky, and oh my God, they had got some of the most amazing music you have ever heard of. And they, I love, I love the soundtrack for this movie so much. I, I, it, it took me a long time to find it on, um, on vinyl, but I finally did. And it's, they're, they're a great band and they just destroyed that, that, uh, 
that soundtrack for that movie. The movie wouldn't be half as as emotional as it was without that music behind it. That was another thing we talked about with Remember the Titans because they had like that 50s, 60s era. 60s, right? Yeah, 60s. 60s? Was it? Was it 60s? It was 60-something, I think, is what that, that movie was set in. But yeah, it had like that that great era. 71, 1971. To, to choose from. 71, okay. So yeah, <clears throat> 60s were still pretty heavily influenced at that point. Yeah. Or 60s music. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting the soundtrack for I that. I mean, that's, that's something that's, like, dramatically overlooked in a lot of movies is how important the soundtrack is. Yeah, but it's, and like... When they nail it, they when they nail it, it just it sticks in your mind. And and remember the, remember the Titans, it's, I mean, it obviously wasn't the first, but it's one of the, one of the big ones that people are like, that. That was the soundtrack. Now, I was talking yeah. about Explosions in the Sky is more of a score for for um, Friday Night Lights. But remember the Titans, that had a soundtrack. That was an album that you went out and bought because it was like the greatest hits of the era. And the only other like modern movie I can think of that compares to something like that would be the Guardian of the Galaxy movies because they had, I mean, they had music from this era. You know, it was kind of like the same but, thing. Yeah, it was again, like the hitting hits. from like the oldies. Right. So I remember buying that that on CD, the Remember the Titans soundtrack, and that's some good music. Good music in that movie. Like I can't think of music nowadays that is going to be considered like classic right now, but I think that might just be a generational thing. Probably because Probably. like yeah, I just like I mean I mean I remember stuff from my like my formative years, but like music these days like. I mean, a lot of it's good, but I don't know about classic soundtrack-worthy level well, stuff. You gotta distance yourself, because I feel like whenever yeah. whenever I do the mistake and search like '90s music on YouTube, three hours later I'll come out of that haze. <laughs> and I feel like if they made a movie that was in the '90s, there's so many, so much of that music would fill that soundtrack easily, and you could what because you've been okay? away from it for a minute, you could recognize that as classic. So I feel like, given another five, ten years, and the first ten, you know, the the two thousand to two thousand ten, there will easily be some classics in there. We just gotta, just gotta step away for a minute. Um, so moving on, my favorite basketball movie is kind of a cop out. It's Finding Forrester. It's less about basketball and more about the drama of this kid who is a writer. And um, he gets kind of put in a, um, a prestigious school um, to better himself. And he gets in there with a, uh, with a kind of a basketball scholarship, but also with his uh, academics are better than his average fellow students. And he um, stumbles upon, um, what's his face, uh, Sean Connery who in the movie is like a recluse but used to be like this huge writer that just kind of disappeared and he asks um this guy uh, he asks uh sean connery to help kind of tutor him and make him a better writer and as a kid i was a writer and i loved basketball as a kid and so this movie just really like vibed well with me <laughs> growing up have you ever seen this film yeah yeah. Again, I think it's been a long time, though. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, mean, I, I don't have. It's not sticking out in my mem in my mind too terribly much. 
Sean Connery Looked is it. fantastic. There's, there's a great, there's a great picture. It's got to be a fake poster, but there's a great poster where it's just like them walking, and then somebody just like cut out his head, and it's in it's Sean Connery's face, and it's in the background, and it's a terribly, terribly made poster for a 2000 film. But I love that. I love that movie. I thought it was really great, and, uh, um, you know, it was just Sean Connery and writing and, and, and the, the discussions they had and then combined with the basketball stuff, that was fun. So I know that's not really a basketball movie, but I'm claiming it as a basketball see, movie. I don't have I don't have too many basketball movies that stick out. I, I mean, I know, I think the most recent one that I saw uh, was uh, Coach Carter. Oh, yeah. And uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. That one's not bad. That was a good movie. Gr- yeah. That was like Remember the Titans for basketball. Well, I mean, not like, the same uh, storyline, but it was a badass, badass coach came in and shook up that team. Basically, a bunch of like, bunch of kids who were like throwing their lives away by skipping school and mm-hmm. getting into gang shit and all that stuff, and him mm-hmm. being like, you know what? If you play basketball and you do good in school, you can, you can be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good. And yeah. Yeah, there's a really good message in that one. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of a, kind of what a lot of films kind of want to say about like those rural football teams, where it's like, yeah, these kids are either like, did you ever see the movie uh, October Sky? Yeah, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like there's a big point in the movie, like on several occasions, where they said that if this kid, like it. Like, the lucky kids in this community get out of here and go to college on football scholarships. The rest of them work in the coal mine. Right, right. And and the I think the teacher is like, well, I, she says something about how, it's like, that's not acceptable to me. Like, shouldn't we, like, shouldn't we have other options out there? That's kind of what Coach Carter was doing, too. And what I think a lot of, like, really good sports films do is, like, they make that point to be like, you know what? High school should not be or like a high school sport should not be the peak of a kid's life. Uh, so let's make sure that we're, we're not trying to peak them. We're trying to get them started on their own little mountain up so they can start climbing that peak. And, and yeah, coach Carter was coach Carter was one that was really strong with that. Remember the Titans was too. Like he mm-hmm. had that great moment mm-hmm. with elastic about like telling him like, Hey, if you don't go to college, it's not going to be because you're not qualified. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll sit. I'll sit with you. We'll go over your test scores and stuff like that. And then they have a great, tiny little moment to throw back to it. It's good. They were good character development and layers in these films, which 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 yeah. is why they're so good. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't just set on one thing. And that's that's kind of like what I was talking about with that the Way Back movie that just came out with Ben Affleck. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a basketball movie, but there's so much other weight and depth to the movie and that's what that's what really pulls me in because you know you've seen one basketball movie you've seen every basketball movie you've seen one football movie you've seen every football movie you know but it, it, again it's it's the writing and it's the character development that pulls you in and um and yeah that's that's what i liked about it we were talking about baseball movies um moneyball got a is, lot to choose from here yeah, my my top two are Moneyball and Hardball. Uh, <laughs> they're both have ball. Yeah, the Moneyball's, yeah, Moneyball is definitely a good one. It's it's so good. One. It was so good, man. It was like the smart man's 
uh, sports movie because it was about it was about the numbers. I it, it, Jonah Hill first of all came out of nowhere with just I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. Because at the time, he was just the, you know, what, what, what was his biggest movie, uh, which I loved him in? Um, super Bad. He was coming out as Super Bad, yeah. you know, as like that kid. And I was, and I loved Super Bad. I think that's a brilliant film. But then he comes on uh, opposite Brad Pitt. And everyone's like, oh, okay, so Jonah Hill's going to be the super odd, you know, comedic guy in the movie? Nope. It's not the case at all. This is a sports drama. And he brings it, and it's all about the numbers, and it's a true story about the general manager of the Oakland A's that, you know, converted the game into numbers. And a lot of people got upset about this. They thought that it was wrong. They thought that this was not the way to play it, that it was almost a... Like, they compared it to counting cards in, in, um, in, in uh, uh, you know, blackjack, how how, you know technically that's that's cheating that's that's using that's using a number-based system to win the game and they that's what they called uh this guy out that billy bean the general manager of the oakland a's because he brought numbers to how he built his team and and he destroyed the league with it uh and and i loved it i just it's it's like the craziest underdog story ever and it's also based on a true story and uh i thought that was a great movie do you feel the same? Do you remember that movie very well? Not not enough to, to praise it that hard. Um, but uh, I was kind of in the same boat with Jonah Hill because like I hadn't seen super bad most recently. I kind of, I saw that movie kind of late actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I had just seen him in accepted, which oh, yeah. was yeah. like that dorky uh, that actually really well uh, put together college film where they like they make up their own college because none of it looked like because one guy couldn't get into any of them or something like that yeah yeah and uh, and they did great and like so wasn't Justin the Long most like, vivid the memory main guy in there I think it, I think it yeah. was Justin Long yeah. yeah back when he was the lead but the most uh, the most vivid memory that I had of Jonah Hill was him in a hot dog costume saying ask me about my wiener <laughs> On a, on a college campus and then I and then I walk in and I see him playing this like super serious role and he's just and he's crushing it crushing, crushing it. it yeah I'm just like all right yeah that's he's been he's been more he's Oscar nominated right because if not for that I'm pretty sure he was Oscar nominated for Moneyball if not that then Wolf of Wall Street but I was gonna say I think he got it for Wolf of Wall Street did Jonah he Jonah Hill Jonah Hill, where are your awards, sir? Oh God, there's no, there's no way I'm gonna be able to. He did. Okay, yeah. So he was nominated for both. Actually, for both. yeah. He got nominated for best supporting actor for uh, Moneyball and Wolf of Wall Street. Wow. And Golden Globe nomination for uh, Moneyball. Yeah. When he when he plays serious roles. Sure, he can bring like a comedic side to it, but like he was great in those movies. He was in that movie called War Dogs that he was great in. He's a great character. Oh actor. god, he was great. His character was hilarious in War Dogs. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right. he owns it. Great. Yeah, he's a good actor. I really like that guy. I think he gets a lot of shit, and he struggles with weight just like the rest of us. Um, but he's he's lost weight and he's gained it back and he's lost it again. Um, I mean, that's just you know 
I can only imagine how hard that is in Hollywood, let alone in, in how it is in regular life. But uh, he's great in Moneyball. I love that movie. And then the other baseball movie I had was Hardball, which was a Keanu Reeves movie um, and yep. uh, had one of the most heart-wrenching deaths in it that I did not see coming <laughs> that tears me up every single time. And he's got a, and he's got a, a speech in that movie that's like, oh my gosh, like, don't make me cry, Keanu Reeves. Uh, so good. Uh, <laughs> I, have a favorite jo- I have a favorite jousting movie. Uh, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> how many jousting <laughs> movies are there that doesn't involve I mean, Heath Ledger? <clears throat> yeah, exactly what I was talking about, too. That's a sports movie, right? It is a sport. It's a medieval sports stuff. movie. What's it called? What's it called? Yeah. Uh, Knight's, a Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Yeah. With, yeah. uh, what's his face in it? With, uh, Vision in it. As yeah. His, what's yeah. his? Heath Ledger, um, that dude who, uh, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Is his name? Yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. Was also in that. Mm-hmm. And his character's great. His character's um, great. I'm actually looking on Netflix here. I'm actually on the, I'm actually on the sports category for Netflix right oh, now. Oh, you're cheating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you're hit. just looking at, I had to, I had to come up with no, these in my head. No, 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 no. A night's t- like none of the movies that I listed are on here. But oh, okay, I found okay. more that I can't believe we didn't think to. Me- I can't believe we didn't think to mention Space Jam. Well, yeah. Space Jam's in there right but now. That's that's a given. That's like that's Which like the one that you wonderful. don't even need to mention. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. Uh, the classic uh, version, the original of The Longest Yard which was actually an R-rated film back in the day. That was the Burt Reynolds version, where he was actually the main character. Uh, Burt Reynolds was in both movies. I will correct you on that. Uh, so both yeah, of them but are he Burt was, Reynolds Yeah, but that's movie. why I said he was the main character. In the, <laughs> yeah, that's I why know. I said he was the main character I in that know. one. I know. I liked the Adam Sandler um, remake. That was fun. Major care. League Two is, is sitting in here right now with Charlie Sheen, so you can catch that one after we talked about it. Wesley Snipes. Was in that movie? The, uh, let's see. Uh, where'd the other one go? I was just looking at it. Where the fuck did it go? Uh, Goon? Do you remember watching Goon? Yeah, I still With, haven't uh, seen the sequel, but that's... Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel either, dude but from the American first one Pie. was pretty good. What's his name? Yeah, Sean William Scott. Who, 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 like, is, like, non-existent now. Like, where'd that dude go? I don't know. Uh, he, I think he's doing, I think he's... Got some like more serious roles, but yeah, he hasn't been acting much. Yeah, but, yeah he kind of remember... got typecasted for a while after, especially after the American Pie movies, which I kind of felt well, bad for him. Like the uh, his character in the Rundown was actually okay. Oh, it wasn't yes. it wasn't great, but but he actually did a pretty good job with that. Where he was, he wasn't like outwardly vulgar. It was still a comedy role, but he wasn't like some gross prick. And that was that was like on the cusp. Of the good rock movies, <laughs> like that was yeah. like, <laughs> like the rock. He, he's he's pretty good in that movie, but even that movie is still more the rock action than the rock acting, and the yeah. rock can the rock can act now, but back then it was more like ah, flex your muscles a little bit, do the eyebrow thing, just don't talk as much, <laughs> big guy. Speaking speaking of the rock, his uh, the Gridiron Gang is on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which that one wasn't bad. No, that was a great, it was a movie. decent film. That was a um, great movie. It's not. It's not on Netflix anymore, but it was for a little bit because I remember watching it like four times. But Dodgeball is probably one of my favorite sports mil- sport like obscure sports 
one of my favorite the Ocho sports. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't visited the Ocho subreddit, you need to visit the Ocho (laughs) subreddit because it is hilarious. Mm -hmm. They took that and they ran with it. Uh, Kingpin is also in here. Classic Bill Murray film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, stupid slapstick. It's just great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Nothing else really sticking out there. The Game Changers, which is that horrible vegan uh, documentary that had like a buttload of wrong information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're not hearing about that because. <laughs> no. There was there's a bunch there's a bunch of them out there. There's a bunch of good ones. Bunch of ones that Ron Burgundy's uh, semi pro was on there. Yeah. Like Ron Burgundy, not Ron Burgundy. God. I can't. I cannot think of Will Ferrell without thinking Ron Burgundy. We we all knew. I what can't you, do We it. all knew what you meant. We all knew. What you I meant. know, but like <laughs> I'm beating my brain up because of that little slip. But yeah, the uh, that one was always that one's always good. But he had he has a few sports movies. If you really want to come down to it, he had Semi Pro. Uh, oh God, what's the ice skating one called? Blades of Glory. Yeah, Blades of Glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blades of Glory, and then uh, Talladega Nights. Mm-hmm. Talladega so. Nights, uh, so good. The, Classic. The, the funny, <laughs> so, the, so good. That was the funny version of of Tom Cruise's. What was Tom Cruise's movie? The race car movie. Um, uh, Tom Cruise race car movie. Uh, Days of Thunder. Uh, that one's which is a classic. That was a classic NASCAR movie. So, I I, I mean it's it's written yeah. all over Talladega Nights, but Talladega Nights was just so damn good. <laughs> so damn good. And wasn't was that the first that... movie that he did with uh with his co-host that he did that he then did a ton of other movies with. He did like John stuff. John C. Riley. Yeah, is that the first of their like saga? Um... I don't know. Cause then they I don't had... know if that's exactly the first. I know that's like the first big one. Because they had uh, because they did Step Brothers not long after that, and Step Brothers is just great. Yeah, Step Brothers is yeah. fucking hilarious. It was it was it was their first major it... one was Talladega in two thousand six, and Step Brothers, and then okay, yeah. and then the Anchorman movies, and then the sad, very very sad uh, Holmes and Watson movie, which I would not encourage you to go see. Don't go see that movie. See, man, I, I remember when the the trailers for that one came out, and I was like so excited because, <laughs> like, we were coming down off of like that that Step Brothers high mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with him. Step like, Brothers, we like, oh, so these good. two these two have these two have great chemistry. Why wouldn't this work out? And then yeah, it came out, and the reviews came out for it, and everybody and their mother was talking about how horrible it was, and I was like, I'm not gonna ruin my my view of these two people yeah yeah i'm not gonna watch i'm gonna skip over that one um great uh there's a there's a you know pool um you know billiard balls those are those are technically sports movies you've got the classic uh the hustler with paul newman and then the tom another tom uh, cruise movie was the color of money that was the sequel to the hustler those were great films uh, but there's a there's a movie that some people know about, and I'm all I always love when someone knows it. But there's a movie called Pool Hall Junkies that I found randomly a long ass time ago, and 
it is my favorite pool related movie ever and it's got christopher walken in it as a cool bad ass and it's got the dude that plays lex luther from smallville in it michael rosenbaum and it is it is a great great movie it's a terrible movie it's really not a like it's got a lot of language in there that would not fly in 2020 (laughs) um but it is it is a really good movie i love that movie to death have you ever heard of that pool hall junkies no, but I'm I'm gonna have to look it up now. I think it was a HBO. It might have been an HBO movie or something, um, or or like it was. It had a, it had a life on TV more than it did in the theaters. But it was so good. I loved it so much. Classic, classic movie. Uh, Jackie Chan's version of the Karate Kid is uh, on Netflix. Shut right now. American up. American Netflix. Shut up. Do not. How dare you? I love I love me some Jackie Chan, but how dare you reference that film? That film is just bad. It's just bad. It's I mean, the original Karate Kid is. You know, I, I like Jackie Chan in that movie. I don't care. And and in the Karate Kid, like he he still did an okay job. Well, sure, but the movie was terrible. Jackie Chan no, can't be. I can't think of any performance I was like offended by Jackie Chan. Jackie yeah. Chan's great. Yeah, he's 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 kind of, he's kind of hard to not be entertaining. But that movie was terrible. Like, he's just been, he's just he's just that good. The original Karate Kid, I remember watching and it really wasn't that great. Shut on my most recent Shut watch. Shut up again. God damn it. I'm that movie is sorry. amazing. That movie is I amazing. Just... The sequels are amazing and the YouTube Red Show oh, is amazing. God, okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking with me now cuz the sequels are garbage. <laughs> yeah, they were. They're, yeah, they were. Although uh they're in the wrong order. <laughs> I know. Like they're in the wrong order. <laughs> like if it should have like 2 and 3 should have been flip-flopped. I know. And then 4 should have just never happened. Well, 4 4 <laughs> was Hillary Swank, right? And Maddie and I yeah. Maddie yeah, and I yeah, watched just, the Oh god. The Hunt last night. Maddie and I watched that, and Hillary Swank's in there, and she's got a fight scene where she's like a badass. And I'm like, yeah, the next Karate Kid returns. Uh, <laughs> I liked her in that movie. It was a bad movie, but it was it wasn't a terrible movie. It was a good '90s movie or whenever it came out. If I had a gun to my head, I could I could watch uh, Karate Kid Four, but that's that's really the only have, that's really the only way. Have you seen Cobra Kai? Yes. Have you seen yes. Cobra Kai season two? They did a two? good job. Of, they did. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, they did. Uh, did we? We did we already have this conversation? I just I just finished season two of Cobra Kai not too long ago, and I was like, Yeah, we we've yeah we've talked about we it have, already. I think. Okay. Well, I it was, love that it was show. great. Like they did, they did a really good job. It's so good, man. It's so good. Talk about like way to way to bring back a franchise that's been dead for so long and yet somehow make it almost better than the original product just with the new drama and relatable stuff and i i love that show it's so good man it's crazy good see and that's what i want when we see like these reboots or or these these resurgence of of old films is Mm -hmm. yes play off of the old stuff as you can i mean like like it kind of goes against what i was saying earlier because the original characters from the original movie are are pretty are very prevalent in the in this series sure but they're not necessarily the main characters like they are kind of making it seem like they're passing the torch to 
yeah to this younger generation yeah and that's what it really should be yeah and and they did a good and they're doing a good job with it it's written like, it's written I, if so they would have well. it's crazy how how well it's written i don't i don't really and it was another it. series where if they ended it with the first season i would have been i would have been fine with it and be like all right yeah we can let our imaginations roam wherever after that like it was just yeah Although like, and especially we when we knew there was a sequel coming, but when they when the the bad the bad coach from the first movie and and everything when when they showed that he yeah, was coming, crease. yeah, when he was coming back for the second season, I was like, okay, this is gonna get dumb, but it really wasn't. Actually, yeah. it was actually a really well done storyline. I mean, if he had been as ridiculous as he was in three. Right. Um, then yeah, it would have been a little, <laughs> would have been a lot, but yeah. But um, I mean, it was the, they wrote him in well, and I I liked it, and he was, and it and it made it, he he got you know, he, he wasn't uh, they didn't like totally do a reversal on him either. He was still as conniving as he was in the originals, and I was like, oh man, you just yeah. you just brought him back super well. I was very impressed. He's in a, he's playing that character in a car commercial, in a, like an insurance commercial now. I can't remember which one. It is. I can't remember yeah. if it's Progressive or Geico or something like that. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it's it's weird seeing him under the, in, in that role, but playing like not a super crazy serious guy. Right. I don't doing know. Doing it as a com- doing it for comedic effect in a in an insurance commercial, but yeah, it's it's not bad. I don't know what other. Uh, I don't think he's been in a lot of other things, but good on him for reviving a character from 1984. <laughs> Yeah, he got a paycheck, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. But I mean, like, <laughs> uh, you know, who who would have thought, like, oh, you know, he, he he's 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 the type of guy you see in the back row of Celebrity Row at like a, a lower tier Comic Con, and they're just like, remember this dude? He was in that movie in the '80s, and except now he's back, and I'm I, I I'm just like super impressed. Uh, either. Either he himself like made it happen, or he had a crazy good agent, or or a combination. But good on him for seventy years old and or seventy four, and he's back on this show like a badass. But yeah, seventy seventy year olds are just not seeming like seventy year olds anymore these days, you know. Right. I seem to be getting younger and younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we are sneaking up on an hour and a half now on this uh, episode, minus our our little five minute break that I'll I'll have to go in and edit. But we covered um, a lot. We covered a lot. I have I I have a theme for our next one. I'm actually going to provide us a talking point for some long form research because Netflix is trying to cram a deep impact down my throat, and so I thought it'd be cool to go over our favorite disaster movies. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. Can we, can we... Maybe saying "cram deep impact" down my throat isn't exactly the best wording I could have used in the world, but yeah, that's can we... that, 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 it is what's happening. No, the, can we do non-virus related? <laughs> so, so we. <laughs> yeah, no, no, non-virus related <laughs> uh, for sure. I don't need to. I don't need to talk about contagion or outbreak right now. <laughs> yeah, let's... No. Have you watched? We're, we're living a disaster movie right now. We don't. We don't need that shit. So. Is it just like convincing you to rewatch it, or have you have you watched Deep Impact recently? I've I've seen it before, but it was like back around the same time that it was released, and I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's got Morgan Freeman. It's got Elijah Robert Duvall. It's got Elijah Wood. 
It's got uh, Lili like, Sobelski, who I had a huge crush on back in the day. Um, she was in that hmm. Joan of Arc movie. She was in Joyride. She was like a big deal for a while, and then she just fell off the map. I don't know what she's doing now, but yeah, she was the she was Elijah Woods' kind of girlfriend in that movie. That was a good. That was a good movie. That was back in the day where you got you got two of every movie uh, in the same year. <laughs> you got Deep Impact, yeah. and you got Armageddon. You got Volcano, and you got Dante's Peak. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about this topic. I'm already ready. Let's do it. I've I've got a bunch. Okay. I've got a bunch of disaster movies because they're one of my favorite ones. And I'm gonna count like Godzilla movies and stuff like that too because just. Any any movie where a massive amount of infrastructure gets destroyed, I'm going to call a disaster movie. We should do so. that you can only have one Roland Emmerich movie on your list. Because <laughs> that'll, cut, that that'll cut so many off unfair. your list. <laughs> That's like all he that does. That seems unfair. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right. So I guess our episode next will be about 20 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's but, do that. Um, that sounds like a fun so yeah. topic. So, yeah, we'll look into that, and uh, there was some coronavirus news, but we're not going to talk about it because we have done enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, and you guys can, anybody listening to this can find coronavirus news wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. It's like November 6th is the new release date for Black Widow movie. There, done. Over with. <laughs> that's loosely, loosely related, but that's that's all we're going to go into. But for now, that's going to be enough out of us, fellow Nerf Herders. Uh, we will catch you guys next time and hopefully i will not uh be so busy that i have to skip out for another week shouldn't happen sounds good. take it easy everybody see ya